You know, I've been on both sides of it. So, I mean, but we have. We've played, I mean, we've, we've, we've played so many great teams. That Alabama team last year was, was a great team, uh, but we were a great team, uh, and we were a better team that night. So, uh, but this team, this team, what they accomplished is, is really special. Uh, beat a great Ohio State team a couple weeks ago uh, that I thought was, was really, really good. And, uh, uh, but tonight, you know, this was, this was LSU's night. And, you know, I'm happy for their fans. I mean, this is a unique situation, uh, you know, to, to be, to play a national championship game basically in your backyard. What a unique uh, opportunity for them. And, and I thought the environment was, was amazing. It was a, a great environment, a great crowd, great energy all night from both fan bases. And, uh, you know, just again, um, you know, they, they earned it and did what they needed to do to win. This is the Locked On Clemson podcast, and unfortunately, we come to you with the bitter taste of defeat in our mouth for the first time in 29 games. Clemson falls to LSU in New Orleans, and it was a great ride for the Clemson Tigers. Unfortunately, some of the things we talked about came to pass. The matchup issues that Clemson was going to have in defending those LSU receivers, that played out last night in New Orleans. And Coach Sweeney, I think, very reflective last night and very humble by the game that LSU played. But Clemson fans, take heart. We're not here to whine or cry a 29 game winning streak is a tremendous accomplishment and the odds for next season's championship are already out and who sits at the top of that list but Clemson and we'll go over that list we'll also check in with Will Merritt get his reaction to the loss he had told us in his projection for the game Clemson needed to do two things that I don't think they did which was run the ball consistently and get it into the fourth quarter as a close game. And I don't know how you felt, but I felt like James Skalski being ejected took the wind right out of Clemson's sails, and not just defensively as they gave up another touchdown to Thaddeus Moss on the following play, but offensively. Trevor Lawrence was not his sharpest, was not at his best against LSU. And it just seemed that everybody was out of sorts after Skalski, one of the emotional leaders for this team, was ejected. Tough call. I I don't know how to feel about that. I think we all want safety in football, but we also want to see the best players out there playing, even if. They make a split-second mistake. But in football, a split-second mistake can maim someone. Clemson was the beneficiary of a tough call, targeting call when Ohio State, and it had happened with Ohio State and Wade in the semifinal. But as you look back at this 29-game winning streak and all that Clemson has accomplished and what went wrong last night, one of the things that was going right was Travis Etienne, who breaks Raymond Priester's School record for rushing, now the only 
Clemson Tiger to go over 4,000 yard, breaking Raymond Priester's mark. Also joining C.J. Spiller and Sammy Watkins as the only Clemson Tigers to go over 5,000 all-purpose yards. So ETN, tremendous player. I don't know that Clemson got it to him as much as they needed to last night. And, of course, it may not have mattered because the matchup issues that we talked about over the last 13 days, that's what played out in New Orleans. And Brent Venables had an outstanding game plan, walking Tanner Muse into the box so he wasn't going to be matched up with Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson. Playing a lot of Nolan Turner, really throwing six, seven defensive backs at LSU, giving Clemson the ability to bring blitzes from multiple spots, including Isaiah Simmons and James Skalski, who got into the backfield and wreaked havoc in the first quarter. And then the ability to disguise coverage. But you have to give LSU and that offensive staff credit. What a year Joe Brady has had for LSU uh, as the passing game coordinator. What he came and the, the influence that he had over LSU, not just laying out the game plan, but the ju- adjustments that you saw from LSU in the first half. And that was one of the first times we had seen Clemson's defense put on its heels. And Brent Venables, it seemed, ran out of chess moves. Let's hear a little bit from Dabo Sweeney after the loss on just what his team accomplished and how good LSU was last night in New Orleans. Obviously a uh, disappointing uh, uh, night for us. Uh, not, uh, not the way we envisioned it going. But uh, let me just first say I'm, I'm incredibly thankful uh, for our team. I'm thankful for our team. I'm thankful for God's grace for allowing me to be a part of uh, such a special group of people, coaches, staff, and players. And uh, just, just an unreal year. I mean, incredible. It just incredible year. It, two years. Uh, we've won 29 games in a row. It's been a long time since I've stood in front of a team uh, with a loss. And um, But this team in particular, uh, just really special. Uh, coming into this year, you know, 80 freshmen and sophomores out of 120. Um, to get back to this point, I'm just super proud of them. It's incredibly difficult to even get here and super hard to win it, that's for sure. Um, but I'm proud of our guys. Incredible leadership and focus all year long. And, uh, you know, a lot of history made by this group. And uh, forever grateful uh, for these seniors. These seniors, what an amazing group of young people. Just, just dynamic young people that are unbelievably committed. And, um, uh, you know, just Tanner Muse and Pollard and Servinka and Ankrum, um, you know, just Denzel and, Kayvon, I mean, Fibs, I mean, so many guys, just tremendous, tremendous uh, leadership. And so I'm, I'm thankful and uh, just blessed to have been a part of it with these guys. And, uh, but tonight was, was all about LSU. Uh, what an unbelievable game. Um, you know, we, we had an opportunity there in the third quarter. I, I loved how we responded and, and uh, got the ball back with a three-point lead and and uh, we just couldn't quite put enough plays together. Uh, you know, it's probably the worst we've been on third down in a long time. We had opportunities on third down, but we just didn't, just didn't convert um, and uh, give them credit. But uh, I thought LSU played a beautiful game. 
Um, I thought their quarterback was tremendous. Those receivers, they made some incredible plays that were uh, really well covered, uh, several of them. And, um, you know, but, but they just made the play. And that's what you got to do to win these type of games. So you give them credit. I thought they played a heck of a game and deserved to win the game. Uh, they were, they were uh, definitely the better team tonight for sure. So uh, I'm really happy for Coach O. Uh, I think he's a, uh, one of the good guys in the business, and, and you know I'm, I'm happy for him. Um, I know what it's like to, to be in that situation, and you, you pour a lot into it, and, and um, uh, you know certainly uh, no fun to be in this seat. But um, but I do uh, uh, you know just say congratulations to them. It is a special group of seniors, and it was a special run for Clemson. Concluding the winning streak at 29 games, longest in ACC history, tied with Florida State, that group under Jimbo Fisher with Jameis Winston and company as part of that run. But the streak is over. Clemson can start a new one. Last night after the game, ESPN's Reese Davis said, despite the loss, Clemson is still the gold standard and the favorite for next year. So LSU, it was their night, it was their season, their year, the 2019 college football season, setting all those records, special year with Heisman Trophy winner Joe Burrow. But don't be surprised if Trevor Lawrence doesn't duplicate and surpass Burrow next season. We'll get reaction from Will Merritt when we come back. Clemson falls in New Orleans. But all is not lost. The program rolls along. Recruiting is high. And Clemson is the Vegas favorite for next year. We'll get Will Merritt's reaction to what went wrong, if anything could have been done from the sideline or on the field to prevent it. And we'll look to the future. This is the Locked On Clemson podcast. I mean, we won 29 games in a row. And sooner or later, you're going to lose one. Uh, Certainly wasn't the one we wanted to lose. Uh, but I know how we'll respond. Uh, we'll get back to work and uh, a painful tape to watch, but but one that'll help us. It'll help us uh, get back to work and, and um, you know build next year's team. This is the Locked On Clemson podcast featuring Will Merritt. I am Matt Smith, and of course we're coming to you the day after. Clemson Falls in New Orleans, unable to stretch that 29-game winning streak to 30, but Looking back on that streak, Clemson is in a as good a place as any program in college football with what they have returning, including Trevor Lawrence. Now, Clemson didn't get it done last night, just one of 11 on third down. So what went wrong? And is there anything that could have been done either from the sideline or out there on the field that could have derailed the buzzsaw that is LSU? At the end of the day, you got to give a lot of credit to to LSU. You just have to. I mean, they took a punch from Clemson early on. Clemson bounced back. Clemson got the double-digit lead. And LSU just kept grinding and grinding and grinding. And, you know, they just didn't they, – they just were relentless in, in wanting to win this ball game. And so – you know, at the end of the day, you got to give them credit for for what they did. Um, you know, I I don't want what I don't want to happen 
is I don't want the loss to LSU in the national championship game to diminish, you know, what fans and media and the coaches and the players and everybody has gotten to experience over the last two years because it really is second to none. I mean, you know, I know that everybody's got a bitter taste in their mouth um, because you lost the game and you didn't finish it off. But, you know, and and, and, and there's a lot of factors to it. I mean, I, obviously, you know, Clemson had the only turnover and, and um, you know, I thought that our secondary just did not hold up to their wide receivers. I mean, we just we just didn't help, and there are really just a couple of players that didn't hold up. Um, and um, you know, we 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 knew there were some factors that could come into the ball game that were unforeseen, um, and we had an ejection for a you know a targeting call um, that we lost our best linebacker. You know that that hurt us. Um, that that didn't lose the game for us by any means. Um, I thought LSU. Um, played as good a football game as, as they could possibly play. I really did. Um, and, you know, I, I just felt like that they they came out there and they executed when Clemson didn't execute. And um, I thought Clemson had some really boneheaded, um, you know, penalties and plays in the game. But, you know, Smitty, if I had to say it, I mean, even going into the fourth quarter, I still had confidence in the team to be able to rally and come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and you know, they they had their opportunities. They just didn't capitalize on them. And Trevor was inaccurate. That what do you owe that to? It that you know, you've seen quarterbacks do that. They kind of get out of rhythm. And I thought when you know, Clemson, like you said, when Skalski went out of the game, Clemson might have still had a chance, but not the way Trevor was throwing the ball. That that was that was a little bit off. A, he was off. He had he had a bad night, and we haven't seen Trevor have a bad game in a long time, you know. And so people had gotten used to Trevor going out there and just playing, you know, to such a high level. I thought every a lot of his passes sailed on him. Um, he was putting so much mustard on it; they were sailing over the receiver's head. But I also have to give some credit to LSU. I mean, they were pressuring him. You know, they were forcing him to throw it early. They were forcing him to throw it while he was getting hit. Um, but I'm not. I'm. I'm still. I'm still going to tell you that he's one of the best quarterbacks in school history. And next year, I believe he'll he'll pick up right where he left off. This year, as far as you know, being a team leader, and I loved his passion at the end of the game. You know, where where he felt like that. You know, he he was very disappointed in himself, and so you don't kick a you don't kick a kid when he's down. I mean, it's not like he wanted to throw those passes high. It's not like he wanted to you know throw them wide. He just had a he had one of those nights where he just couldn't connect. And in anybody's career, you're going to have games that it just doesn't click. I had games where I just couldn't block anybody. You know, I just I couldn't I couldn't find a way to get my hat in the right position. I couldn't get my hands in the right position. I couldn't pass block. I was just getting beat off the line of scrimmage. And you, those are two factors. A, you have bad games, and B, sometimes people are better than you. 
And um, and that was the case more often than not with me, but that's not the case with Trevor. He just had one of those nights, Smitty, where mm. even, when, even when he did have time, he was off. You know, and so um, it, it's unfortunate because I would have loved to have seen those seniors go out, you know, on top. But at the end of the day, um, I, I just I, I think that you know you know Trevor had a 25 game winning streak going into that ball game, and they played the number one team in the country. And so if you're going to hold him accountable for losing to the number one team in the country after winning 25 straight games, shame on you. I just told him to keep his head up. I told him I loved him and uh, that, hey, you know, listen, you got this is this is a great opportunity to lead and to respond. And, uh, you know, he's had so much good. We all have. We've had so much just unbelievable success, uh, so many great things. And uh, I mean, he's never lost a game. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's and he's not going to lose many. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you that right now. Uh, he ain't going to lose many. He's going to be a hard guy to beat forever because um, he's special. And, he, and he, had a, he had a tough night tonight for whatever reason, just, just, just you know, didn't have his best night. But, man, I love Trevor Lawrence. I, I, I wouldn't trade that guy for nobody. This is the Locked On Clemson podcast. Featuring Will Merritt, Matt Smith here with you. We'll get right back to our conversation with Will. Of course, we'll be moving on to our coverage of basketball season. Over the next few weeks and then on into baseball season, we'll be here with you. It's your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll get right back now to Will Will Merritt's reaction to Clemson's 29-game winning streak being snapped. And now we'll talk a little bit about Travis Etienne, the running game, and could anything have been done in terms of game planning and adjustments right there when Clemson had the double-digit lead? I think there may have been some things that could have happened during the game, and, and Trevor playing a little better is one of them, that maybe could have made a score difference, but probably I don't think there's anything you can point to uh, that, you know, that Clemson could have done that lost them the game. But I would ask you this. I wonder... If, if Clemson had it all to do over again when they had the double-digit lead, should they maybe have featured ETN more at that stage to see almost if you could change the complexion of the game? Because once you got up, you know, now you're going, you're playing a fast break game with the Golden State Warriors, almost as if maybe they could have slowed it down once they got the 10-point lead. Well, it's, it's so funny that you say that because um, I was in a group text message last night with five former offensive linemen. And as you know, the DNA of an offensive lineman is you always run the ball. You just want to run the ball all the time. Um, I, I mean, obviously passing is a part of today's college football. But, you, I mean, the DNA of an offensive lineman is don't ever call a pass. Just run it all game long. Um, and it was funny that one of the guys on the text message last night said the exact same thing. He said, let's run ETN until he can't run anymore. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and maybe they should have. And maybe that's going to be something that Dabo addresses with his staff, that maybe that should have been more of, the, more of the calls. But I still don't think that I felt like LSU 
had such a bead on being able to keep ETN to the five and six yard gains mm-hmm. instead of letting him get the 15, 20 yard gains. I don't know that that would have increased the score, but what it would have done, it would have, it would have kept LSU off the field. Yep. And had they been able to convert first downs, obviously. Um, but, you know, going into halftime, I wasn't really worried. And then coming out in the, in the third quarter and, and pulling within three in the first four minutes, um, I felt very confident in that the, this was going to be the Clemson team that was going to do what they've done in the past and be a second-half team with adjustments. And, and that, you know, they were, they were going to be able to score and, 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 and move the football and keep LSU at bay on defense. I really, you know, they got the three and out, and then they got to right, march right down the field and score and go for two and get that. And everybody's feeling, you know, really, really good about the situation at that time. And then that's where I think you give LSU credit. Because at that point in time, they changed their philosophy. They changed their philosophy altogether. And if you saw what, you know, Coach Ensminger was doing from that point moving forward, he was going fast. He was going to what had worked for them for so long. And that's the quick outs and the quick slants. And then he would take a shot downfield. And unfortunately, just about every time they took a shot downfield, it was a home run. And, you know, you don't want to single out individual players, but, I mean, we, we had some DBs that were in position, and they just didn't make plays. And we've seen them make plays. And so give LSU credit. They have the type of caliber player that were, you know, those passes were incomplete during the year and even against Ohio State. Um, you know, they, they were completed for touchdowns last night. And so those were just – it's just like every time you turned around, you felt like it was a dagger, you know. And um, But I, I will say this. I'll say two things. One, let's don't diminish what kind of season that Clemson had. You know, I mean, going 14-0 and and playing for the national championship is, is – not just an easy task to not slip up at one point in time. Everybody thought they were going to slip up at North Carolina. Everybody thought they could have slipped up at Louisville. Everybody thought they could have slipped up, you know, to, uh, at South Carolina. Everybody thought they were could have definitely slipped up against Ohio State, and they didn't. So give them credit for staying the course to, to at least have a shot on the biggest stage in all of college football. And the second thing I'll tell you, is that they never stopped playing hard, ever. You know, even when they were down 17 points, Smitty, they were still giving effort, you know, and that does show character on that football team. And, you know, you, you, you can take character and then you start adding talent with character, and that's why you win 29 straight ball games. And I know Clemson fans are upset today, and – but, you know, I woke up this morning, and I was talking to a buddy of mine over coffee, and I just said, I, it's, not that I'm, it's not that I'm not disappointed, but I'm not bitter. You know, I'm not bitter about, you know, the success that this, this team has had. This senior class tied for the most wins of all time. 
And so um, there's something to be said for that. And so I think if you just quickly go away from, you know, the fact that it's been a really good ride the last two years, and, and Smitty, let's go ahead and forecast. You've got the number one recruiting class coming in next year. You've got, you've got tons of talent coming back. This team's not going anywhere. I was going to bring that up. I was going to, you know, Reese Davis said last night, Clemson is still the gold standard. And, and what I was going to ask you, Will, not just about Clemson, but, you know, Clemson and Alabama have kind of been like Golden State and Cleveland were a few years ago in the NBA. They just were meeting every year. Is LSU right. coming back? Is LSU coming back or will they fade because Burrow leaves? And, and we know Clemson, I mean, we assume next year college football playoff, they'll be right there again. Will LSU come back? Well, I think it's going to be difficult for them to come back in this manner without having a gunslinger like Burrow. I mean, I don't know who's going to necessarily take his his position, but I do think that it's going to be difficult when you don't have a guy that's calling the shots that has the moxie that Burrow had last night. I mean, let's face it, Matt. He made some throws last night that were incredible. I mean, incredible throws. Um, And that's what we were used to seeing out of Trevor, and we saw glimpses of it, but we didn't see it for four quarters for a win. And so, you know, the quarterback position is hands down the most important position on the on the team because he touches the ball on every play. You know, every single every single play he's touching the football. And so, obviously, the importance of having a great quarterback is paramount. And so, with that being said, with that being the the the, the situation at hand. Not having him touching the football every play is going to make it difficult for them to bounce back as a as a national champion again. Now, I'm not saying they don't have enough talent to come back and and, and beat a lot of teams, but um, I, I will say this, and I'll say it boldly, and people can argue with me all they want to. I would take what we have coming back versus what they have coming back. Um because they, they lose all those guys out of the secondary, their running back, their quarterback. Um, you know, they had a veteran offensive line, and I know we lose a lot on the offensive line too. But, um, you know, just, I mean, I mean, Clemson scored almost 700 points this year. The opponent scored 200 points. You know, that – that's a pretty big gap, <laughs> Smitty. I mean, that's a you're talking about almost a 500 point gap in 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 points scored. And so, I mean, yeah, I'm disappointed, but I I'm not disappointed to the point that I don't think the sun's going to come up again because I don't think Clemson's going anywhere. I think that, and I think somebody said it last night on the on the broadcast said. You can almost pin Clemson in for the Final Four again next year already. Yeah. You know, because of what they have coming back and, and the manner in which they run the program. Um, I know you lose Jeff Scott off the staff, so you lose, a you know, one of your coordinators, but I think that, you know, I think Streeter's going to step in and do just a fantastic job there. I've told you that on and off the air multiple times. Um, you know, I think he's got – such a high football acumen that I don't think that, you know, they're going to lose what the, you know, everything by, by losing Jeff. But, 
Um, it'll be hard to match what we did this year as far as scoring, you know, over 40 points a game. Um, you know, but you ran into a buzzsaw last night with a well-coached team with great athletes. That's what you ran into last night. A very well-coached team that seemed to have such a motivational factor to finish the season strong after having an undefeated season, having Burrow win the Heisman, the story behind Ensminger and, and his daughter-in-law. There were so many variables that it, I, I felt like you, you, you ran into a very inspired football team. And um, and it and it showed in the way they played, and and they've got great athletes, man. They got good. They got athletes that play great in space, and um, but you know, if you if you want to say that, you know, losing the national championship game to the number one team in the country is means that you know the the program is not on unbelievably solid footing, then you need to go have your head checked because this program is as 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 solid foundation as any in the country. And I know it's hard to say that the day after losing a ball game. But um I think the facts prove that. You you wouldn't trade Clemson's spot for anybody's right now. I would not. Absolutely not. <laughs> 